Good Thursday. Welcome back to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. I am your show host, Kyle Lamb. Mickey Marotti speaking to the media on Wednesday, pumping up Buckeye fans with the motivation, hearing about his own team's motivation and how they're preparing for the 2020 season. We'll discuss those details coming up here in just a few minutes. Also today, Ohio State basketball back in action against the Minnesota Golden Gophers at 6.30 Thursday evening in Columbus. I will tell you why that game is so monumentally important. If it wasn't obvious that they need to break the string of losses that they've had recently, there is a deeper game here that I think Ohio State needs to play to get back on track, and I will explain that coming up later. Lock on Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State football and basketball podcast. Please tell a friend, family member, or whoever may enjoy listening to the Buckeyes on a podcast five days a week. We're on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or simply say, play the Locked on Buckeyes on your smart speakers. Find me on Twitter at KYLAM8. Find the show at Locked on Buckeye. We'll be back. We'll be back to talk Mickey Marotti's comments in just a moment. Mickey Marotti met with media on Wednesday to give an update on a few items. Number one, how the Ohio State programming, Ohio State program is progressing in the offseason through winter classes, which began a couple of weeks ago. Also to update how the incoming freshmen are performing and adjusting to life in college. And as many of you have already known or assumed, the collegiate workout program, the strength and conditioning program is so much more difficult than high school. So uh, this was an interesting update because, look, you, you have to take these updates with a grain of salt, certainly, because there are some coach speak involved. You're never going to get the full picture of what exactly is going on. But Marathi, Coach Mick, as they call him, is kind of a straight shooter. You know, he he kind of reminds me of another Coach Mick. You may remember from Rocky, the Rocky series, Rocky Two Lore, where Coach Mick is like, he doesn't just want to beat you. He wants to bury you. He wants to humiliate you. You know, that's my Andy Bernard doing Coach Mick uh, from Rocky. But, you know, it. He is a straight shooter, though. Talking about Coach Mick, Mickey Marotti, he, he tells it like it is. And, and I really felt, listening to him, although you have to take these comments with a grain of salt, I, I felt genuine sincerity as to where Ohio State is. And, and one of the big themes that Marotti spoke of on Wednesday is motivation and work ethic. He, he discussed Justin Fields being so much in a better place right now than he was a year ago. When he stepped foot on Ohio State's campus, the Ohio State University, after his transfer from the University of Georgia, remember he's a new kid. He was coming off a freshman season, so he's naturally shy still. And he is a naturally shy personality anyhow, but he didn't know anybody except for Dwayne Haskins, and and that was only a loose relationship because of his quarterback trainer coach, uh, Quincy Avery. So he had to really adjust, not just being a sophomore to be in the program and not being in the college system for very long, but he also had to get used to his surroundings. He had to learn the playbook. He had to become and develop into a leader. 
And so I, I've spoke many times on this show how I thought he would take the next step in his progression this year. And if you listen to Marotti speak, I think Fields is doing exactly that. He said he is in a better place. He is so much further ahead this time going into his junior year than he was one year ago going into his sophomore season. And that's because he is a leader now. Everybody respects him, but he's doing the work. And that was a big, big thing that Marathi highlighted, that he is in the weight room. He's getting tougher. He's getting stronger. And, of course, the coaches will tell you that he is preparing like a guy that wants to win a national championship. And I know this is cliche. There's not a program out there that isn't using their past failures as motivation to take a step forward. They did that last year, and that's why I think Ohio State took that next step and got into the college football playoff after a dominant regular season because they looked back at 2017, 2018, and they said, this was Ohio State playing, but this wasn't really Ohio State. This wasn't the level that the fans or coaches expect from us and that's not the level that we expect from ourselves. And they they used that as fuel. They added that to the fire. And it it not only I think the coaching the the coaching changes on the defensive side of the ball obviously had a big part in that too. But I think that really added to the development and the production that we saw on the field in the twenty nineteen season. And I think that Clemson loss really rung their bells. We know Chris Olave Ryan Day has said he didn't eat solid food for almost four days after that loss. Justin Fields is getting it done now in the weight room. He's trying to take his game to another level. I I sense from the entire program, they're using this Clemson loss. It really did ring their bells. It got their attention because they saw what it takes to get to the top of the mountain once again because they were almost there. You know, I you can pinpoint, you can pin, you can look at the referees, those missed calls, the wrong calls. You could look at the drops in the red zone, the missed tackles, a couple big plays allowed against Clemson. There were just a few things here or there, but they were so close to getting over the hump and getting into the national championship game against LSU. They didn't get there. That's the that's the unfortunate thing for Ohio State. But the good news is this is a program that will learn from their mistakes. And that's why we expect so much from Ohio State. You cannot expect a win every single year. You can't expect a championship every year. Even Alabama, for as good as it's been, they've had their awards. They lost to Ohio State one year. They've lost to Clemson a couple times. It is incredibly difficult to have that level of consistency even when you're on the top. But Ohio State is one of the programs that has the culture to do it. They have the locker room and the leadership to recognize when there's something wrong and they fix it immediately. Take, for example, and I'm just pulling this random example out of my brain. Don't read anything into it, but let's say, oh, I don't know, Michigan. That's just a random thing. I, I don't know where that came from. Just no rhyme or reason, just a pure Uh, random guess. But a a program like Michigan, they don't have the culture because they haven't been there. I think it's so big. Look, when it comes to X's and O's, when it comes to winning games on the field, 
all of that stuff doesn't matter a whole lot. But where the culture matters is to get yourself in that position. Michigan has a program the last couple of years. They have talent, okay? But do they have the drive? Do they have that extra ump in the offseason, in conditioning, in practices, preparing for teams? Do they know what it takes to win games consistently? And I would say no. And I think that is reflected in why Jim Harbaugh has not beaten Ohio State. He's only won one single bowl game. He has not beaten a team ranked higher than they are. He's not beaten a favorite, a game. He has not won a game where Michigan was the underdog. That has not happened yet through five seasons. And I think that is a culture problem. It's the same reason the New England Patriots take some questionable characters and guys that other teams may not roll the dice on, but they're willing to do it. The Josh Gordons, the Antonio Browns, you think back to the Corey Dillons, the Randy Moss. So many examples through the years of the Patriots taking guys that other teams were like, "Eh, I don't know if we want this guy in our locker room, but they were willing to do it because they had the culture. They had leaders there to make sure these players would walk the straight and narrow. They have that system, and the system protects them from shady characters, from guys that aren't doing the work, because they weed those guys out. And Ohio State has that as well. They have the leaders, Justin Fields. You talked about uh, Mickey Marotti on Wednesday, also talking about Master Teague being a big-time monster in the locker room, physically saying you know, he's got it all. And I think you're going to see that on the field because Ohio State has that culture where Michigan doesn't. Ohio State has better players, sure, but there's a reason why you see Ohio State lose a game here and there every couple of years that maybe they shouldn't. All programs do. There's nobody that is sheltered from losing a game that they shouldn't. But if you have the culture, you're not going to do that very often. And that's, that's what separates teams just as much as the talent. You want the talent first and foremost. You want the coaching But when you have the culture, you can rest on your laurels and expect from one year to the next, that's where you make your biggest jump. You get better, you get stronger or faster, more skilled, better in the weight room, better in the film room. And I expect that from Ohio State. That's one reason why I believe they are going to be really good next year. They'll have just enough on defense, maybe not enough to be as good as they were this year, but they're going to that Sean Wade coming back really is a big deal. I think that allows them to overcome what would have been a possible deficiency, but they don't need to worry about that now. So, I like where this Ohio State program is at. I've been preaching that wide receiver core is going to be as good as deep or talented as we've ever seen at Ohio State. The offensive line on paper is going to be a monster in the run game again, even though JK Dobbins is gone. Master Teague may or may not be as good as Dobbins was this past year, but he can be good enough. Marcus Crowley, Marathi saying on Wednesday he doesn't know if he'll be back for spring practice or not, but you would hope, expect him, that is, to be back by summer or fall. I'm sure fall camp he should be good to go, barring any setbacks. And then the pass blocking. I think the pass blocking could have been better this year, but I think that's going to be better because I think it'll be better not only up front, in pass protection, but I think Justin Fields will recognize blitzes and feel the pressure a little bit better, and I think he'll react to it. And not having 
the MCL sprain also will help because his mobility was definitely hampered down the stretch. So I liked what I heard out of Marathi on Wednesday. It's coach speak. You have to take it with a grain of salt, but I really think there's some sincerity there. He is kind of a straight shooter, and I think he's telling Ohio State fans not just what they want to hear, but I think he's telling them this is how it is in our program. We are learning from our mistake. The Clemson loss being the mistake, that's a game that we should have won. That's a game that we had. And we're making sure we remind our players every single day we're putting up signs, any kind of reminder that we can of the hurt and the pain that that loss inflicted on the program. That's going to be the driving force for the next six, seven, eight months until the season begins. So I think Ohio State is going to learn from that Clemson loss, and that's the culture that got them in that position last year. And that is why I think they get over the hump this year. They get in the playoff again. And I got to say, I, I, I still insist. I, I know I've, I'm like a, uh, a broken record here the last couple of weeks, but I think Clemson is being given too much credit. Are they a top three team on paper? Absolutely. But they're not the juggernaut. They're not the unbeatable force that people are making them out to be. So Mickey Marotti, a lot of great things to say about the freshmen, good things to say about Master Teague, Justin Fields, and the rest of the Buckeye locker room as we approach spring practice coming up in a couple of weeks. Actually, it's, I mean, still a couple months away, but we're getting closer. So football is just around the corner. In the meantime, let's focus on some college basketball. The Buckeyes are back in action Thursday night against Minnesota. I'll tell you why this is a really important game for Ohio State. Coming up next. All right, I got a feeling despite the woes of the Ohio State basketball team, I can put a smile on your face right now. You know why I know that? Because misery loves company. And if there is any company the Buckeye fans love more than any, it's seeing failure on the faces of Michigan fans. And Michigan basketball, as it were, has now lost six out of their last nine games. They are struggling almost as bad as Ohio State. The honeymoon is certainly over for first-year coach Juwan Howard as the Wolverines, which looked equally as impressive as Ohio State in early December, has also found the Big Ten schedule to be very inhospitable for the Wolverines. So yes, misery does love company and it makes you smile just a little bit. I, not a lot, but a little bit that Michigan is also struggling. Now, look, I call me a cockeyed optimist, call me a homer, call me a, a, an idiot, but I really do believe that Ohio state is going to get out of this funk. I can't guarantee it's going to be right away, but you hope that this is the time. Now is the time to do it. Minnesota coming to town, Indiana coming to town next week, Northwestern, the one road game in between that Ohio State should win on paper, that really should win. Northwestern's not a very good team. Now, as far as bottom-of-the-barrel teams are concerned in power conferences, Northwestern is better than a lot of teams. They're still capable of beating Ohio State, 
But that's a game on the road that Ohio State has to win. These next three are an opportunity for Ohio State to get well. It, Interestingly enough, statistically, and I know people don't want to hear this, they don't want to hear... They don't want to hear guys like me cite statistics when things are going bad because it feels patronizing. It feels like it's minimizing the failures, minimizing what you're watching on television, that somehow these problems aren't as bad. And it's like, well, I see it with my own eyes. It's not good. And you're right. It hasn't been good, but it's not been as bad as you think. I'm not saying it's not bad, just not as bad as you think. Stands for the Penn State game, which I I think was as bad as you think, just because the effort was a real problem in that game. Most of the time, it hasn't been. And I still don't think that this team is lacking effort or heart or intensity. I don't know where it's gone the last few games, but it's there somewhere. And I think Ohio State is going to find it. Shockingly, I posted this stat on Twitter on Wednesday. Ohio State is actually number one in the Big Ten in conference games, in three-point shooting, which would absolutely shock some of you because you're watching these games and you think that they are just stinky. They're not making shots, and it it does feel that way. I know it is a fact from two-point range. In the conference games, they have been struggling from two, and that's partially because they're not finishing at the rim. They're, They're not taking it with authority. They're not taking it with purpose, and they're getting blocked at the rim, and they're not finishing. And, and I think that has to improve. But the three-point shooting, amazingly, hasn't been as bad as it seems. And despite all of the shooting troubles, either from three-point range or from inside the arc, this is going to really surprise some of you. Ohio State is still, um, through it all, number 29 in the country in effective field goal percentage, which is field goal percentage adjusted for a half a point for every three-pointer you make. They're still 29 out of 353 teams. So I think that there is a a team that exists somewhere in the halls of the Schottenstein Center, Value City Arena and their practice court nearby. I think that team that we saw in November and December, it exists. It is still there. It is in hibernation, but I believe it will come back out at some point. Maybe not to the extent that we saw early in the year. But look, the last two years, I've I've heard a lot of people point out the last two years, Ohio State at some point hit a brick wall in the Big Ten under Chris Holtman. And that is true. But by the same token, they also found themselves later in the year and were able to win at least a, well, both years, they were able to win a game in the NCAA tournament. People wouldn't have expected that during that, that dreaded drought that they had during this both of those seasons. I think we're going to see the same thing from Ohio State. Chris Holtman has won at least a tournament game for five straight years. He's one of only eight coaches to do that, and the other seven are all Hall of Fame or on their way to being Hall of Fame coaches. So Chris Holtman knows what he's doing. I don't know that he knows what buttons to push right now with this team, but I'm confident he's going to find them. They're going to come together. They're going to get the shooting woes figured out, which, at least from three-point range, haven't been as bad as they seem. They're going to get the offense figured out. They're going to cut down on the turnovers. The effort will come back. I know this because I've seen all of these guys before, and effort is not a problem. This is not 
something in their fabric where we should be concerned about this long term. It's fair to question why it's happening now, but I'm confident that we're not going to see it long term. This is the time Minnesota, Northwestern, Indiana, these next three games, Ohio State has a chance to get a realistic chance to get a three-game win streak going, and that's where you get your confidence. You work on the offensive problems. You find your identity. Find yourselves once again. And if they can get hot, look out. Then it's well on to the Big Ten play where I think they can right the ship and get hot going into the NCAA tournament. If it doesn't happen these three games, I'm going to be jumping off the bridge with the rest of you. Some of you, many of you have asked me, is it time to panic? I say no. But these next couple games, if things don't get turned around, then I think it's time to worry. So we'll see. Minnesota coming up 630. That is an FS1 game tonight. This Sunday, Ohio State will be at Northwestern. And next week, they will be home against Indiana. That's the chance right there. Those three games, I think, will make or break Ohio State for this year. Because if they don't write the ship in these games, then I think it's going to be a long, long trajectory down to the bottom for the rest of a brutal Big Ten schedule. But if they can write the ship, they can get on the winning track, win these next three games, then I think Ohio State will be fine. I think they'll get it together by the end of the season. And... <laughs> They'll be one of 12 teams to have a chance of winning games, multiple games, in this year's NCAA tournament because this Big Ten is crazy. 12 out of the top 40 in the Ken Pomeroy rankings, which basically means you're, all 12 of those teams are prime territory to possibly be NCAA at-large teams. So the Buckeyes back in action, 630 FS1 against Minnesota. We will discuss it on the Locked on Buckeyes podcast tomorrow. Thanks for giving us a listen once more. We are here usually five days a week. Your daily Ohio State football basketball podcast. Spread the word. We are on the podcasting platform of your choice. Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Find me on Twitter at KYLAM8. Find the show at Locked on Buckeye. Thank you for listening. Have a great evening, everybody.